0: To begin with, uh, we shall uh, start the proceedings. With us, um, Tomyo-san has been interacted, I mean, interacting with us for quite some time. And he has been a very fantastic uh, uh, human being for us to begin with. And he has uh, a university degree in Kyoto University in uh, Japan. And uh, be- uh, before he retired uh, as a managing director of Sharp India Limited, He is presently also advisor for five Indian companies uh, in the field of HRD Consulting. Uh, And he is also senior advisor at uh, Japan Desk uh, uh, Coacher company based in Pune. And he is also visiting faculty at MIT World Peace uh, University Pune. And he is also honorary member of uh, advisor, honorary member and advisor for uh, Indo-Japan Business Council and he is also an honorary member of uh, Hyderabad uh, Management Association. And in fact, um, if I start talking about Tomio-san, the list is huge. In fact, I would just like to highlight his interest towards the the culture of India. That is very striking. Uh, And we are very honored, uh, uh, Tomio-san, to have your involvement uh, on uh, the Indian cultures, the value, the virtues of uh, uh, Indian uh, richness, uh, heritage and he is also a member of Ayurveda Society in Japan and Iyengar Yoga Association uh, in Japan. He has been in global sales marketing, cross-cultural management, leadership and team building, HRD, and uh, he has been involved in a lot of charity work off late, I don't know how many of you are aware. He has been uh, a brain behind or the force uh, behind uh, uh, creating some sort of uh, a corpus for the pandemic which India is going through. To the second phase i bow towards uh, your great uh, initiative towards the pandemic uh, uh, initiative i have been seeing all your mails and uh, i have been seeing all your uh, uh, interactions with agencies uh, to mobilize uh, whatever resource in your own capacity uh, to harness your indo-japan uh, uh, cultural association we respect your uh, initiative and uh, I think uh, we are very eager to have you uh, uh, in this uh, webinar over oh, to Tomyo-san. It's my privilege,
1: honor and great pleasure to be here, interacting with you and talking about 5S and Kaizen. Those are the two pillars, uh, main pillars for manufacturing and i uh, will be very much uh, happy to uh, have this session. I really like to uh, uh, thank and congratulate on this session organized by the uh, uh, Tamil Nadu uh, uh, Skill Development uh, Center. And uh, it is my really uh, great, great uh, uh, happiness to to have this session going forward. All right. So uh, uh, I've been here in, in India for the last ten years, and uh, it's been uh, pretty much. Uh, uh, enjoyable, exciting and, uh, you know, uh, I don't know how to say It's it's, a, it's a full of surprises, of course. But, uh, you know, very pleasant surprises in many cases. And uh, at this point of time, the pandemic is uh, uh, spreading out, you know, very widely and getting uh, a severe damage to many people. So I sincere hope everyone is getting uh, good shape and good health and good uh, spirit as well. So let me just share my screen now and uh, let's go to the PowerPoint presentation that I have. The title uh, here it is Secrets of 5S and Kaizen what i'm going to talk about is a general overview of 5s kaizen but why this those two uh, japanese terminologies are so important why i'm starting from there right why they are so important i'm going to start talking about that right but before that, let me just go through my uh, career history, my background, so that you can get to know about myself a little more. Back in 1979, I got employed by Sharp Corporation. It's a 100 years old uh, manufacturer in Japan in electronics, uh, office equipments and even uh, a solar, solar battery uh, power generation systems and so forth. My first mission outside Japan was in Saudi Arabia, as I was the uh, chief representative of Sharp Corporation, you know, uh, in uh, Jeddah, and in consumer electronics. And the second mission outside Japan was in USA, where I was uh, starting from the manager, and uh, then to become a director and so forth in marketing and sales under the Sharp brand. And next was the Mexico so this was another challenge for me to get into a completely different uh, uh, cultural background and then back to Japan for some time and again back to Middle East in 2006 and I was representing Sharp as a managing director there in charge of all Middle East and Africa so it was a very big territory to cover it was of course impossible to cover them all Back to Japan sometime again, and my last mission was assigned to be in Delhi. And I was the CEO of Indian operation of Sharp Corporation for all the business domains. And I spent two years over there and I was shifted to Pune, where I live right now, as managing director for Sharp India Limited, which is a manufacturing company. It has almost 30 years history. I think it is right now more than 30 years of history as a manufacturer here in Pune. So I got retired from Sharp, like graduated from Sharp after the 37 years long dedicated service. Then back to Japan, I became the member of Ayurveda Society, a younger association member and so forth because of the influence and cultural background that I Really enjoyed uh, here in India. And I was also determined to come back to India to become a freelance advisor, independent, and doing my own. So here I am. Okay. So today's topics for discussion will cover five major pillars. Number one, COVID 19, changes and challenges. Number two, Secrets of Japan's recovery after the World War II. Number three, Haidas and Kaizen. This is the main topic of discussion today. Its origin or their origins and the meanings. And number four, three M's. Literally, Muda, Mura, and muri Actually, those three M's are the secrets. Number five, another secret for you, how to implement 5S and Kaizen. You may know 5S Kaizen, but how to implement in a sustainable way is a big challenge. Okay, let's go. From the first one, there was an article article I found. Five ways COVID-19 has changed workforce management by World Economic Forum. The world's response to COVID-19 has resulted in the most rapid transformation of the workplace, yes. Working from home has become the new normal, and we have gone from digitizing the relationship between firm and customer to digitizing the relationship between employer and employees, that's a new thing. COVID-19 is also a catalyst to reinvent the future of work for managers who take the opportunity to make things better than they were. New technologies are going to necessitate new roles, which is one reason to encourage new skills. Employees will benefit from being taught new mindsets, behaviors and values in the new quickly changing workplace see how many new the word new is appearing here six times right so everything new so many new things are happening during and post-covid now there are five ways that covid has changed the workplace number one rapid reskilling and upskilling is required now quick Adoption of new and advanced technology is a must. Number two, changing leadership and management competencies. Corporate culture and leadership skills focus on empathy. Empathy is a word. Number three, a culture of trust, transparency, and openness is being very important all to be supportive of one another is the required element more than ever number four individual and social well-being is sought after mental social physical and financial well-being is sought after all over number five the last one working in a more agile way. Simpler, faster, and less expensive ways to operate is being sought after as well. Okay, so those are the five ways COVID 19 has changed every workplace. Okay, now, second topic. In 1979, A book was published by a professor, American professor, at Harvard University. The book was titled very, very sensational at that time because the title of the book was Japan as number one, but yes, it has made a very big sensation, but more importantly, a subtitle below it is like this lessons for america so this was a kind of a lot to americans how japan has made a recovery from the world war second let's take a look at the fact the fact was in 1968 japan has made its global position as number two in terms of gdp over west germany at that time only next to usa so japan has never been number one as you know all know but it was supposed to be looking like yes that way but in fact in 1945 was the time when the world war ii ended by the two atomic bombs dropped by the americans and on the day 15th of august japan surrendered to the lies so did you know august 15 is commonly shared between you indians and me japanese as a memorial day you celebrate independence on the day 15th of august every year the same day we are not celebrating actually but we are remembering all those souls both for the nation in the World War II it is the same day that we have in common as a very important Memorial Day so just think about in 1945 the World War II ended and when was the year do you remember do you remember that i showed you Yeah, 1968 how many years later in 1945 the world war second ended and it was a disaster for japan total defeat it was 1945 and in 1968 japan has already made number two economy only two decades plus. Isn't that amazing? That's why, you know, the the miraculous recovery from Japan is what it's called, right? So there must be some secret behind There are some secrets behind. So let's see the Hiroshima at that time on that day on that year. It was totally ashes. But now Hiroshima has become a very modern academic industrial city. Look at that. So there are some secrets behind this miraculous recovery from Japan. But I'm not going to talk to talk about that book. The Japan number one. But instead, I will be talking about what I felt me as the second generation guy I am the second generation guy after the World War II. I I was born. So I'm inheriting some of the secrets behind this miraculous recovery from the previous generation, okay? So let's go for that. Number one, working very hard. I was also working very hard, 365 days, 24 hours a day, seven days a week. I kept working very hard and I didn't even even consider how much I'm getting paid. No claim on overtime pay. I mean, no, you know, I didn't care about how much I'm getting paid by the overtime that I have done. Number two, obey all the set rules. This is a very basic common virtue of life. See, this is the number, maybe this is number one importance of the secrets. Everyone in Japan are obeying all the set rules, basically. See, it's very funny to see the people standing in front of the red light in the traffic uh, exchange or uh, intersection. Yeah, in the traffic intersection, if there is a, a light, traffic light red, people are just waiting for the green light to go right even there is no cars equals around people are just standing and waiting for the green light just people are obeying the rules okay punctual to schedule punctuality you may hear about that in japan punctuality is too 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 extreme even one minute late is not really allowed or acceptable today this webinar started just three o'clock sharp even not a single second late fantastic at all offices in the government sector or private sector there are two meetings one in the morning And the other in the evening so the first thing in the morning when you come to the office people get together people get together in front of the boss and at the end of the day say five o'clock in the evening or six o'clock in the evening when the work hours is over they meet again what they do they meet together in the very early morning. Uh, I mean, the first thing in the morning, the last thing uh, of the day, to get together and share information, share important uh, uh, news, and share what they are going to do today in the morning, and share what you have done in the afternoon or in the evening before they go to home, they go home. And sharing all the necessary informations all together so you know who are going to be absent tomorrow who are coming over to visit us who are going to get uh, set out for the meeting and so forth everybody in a team knows about what they have to do right so these are two meetings very very important and very well commonly very commonly practiced in every single day every single team isn't that amazing yes this is very very important sharing the information with all people concerned in the team no matter how old they are or how you know uh, uh, how uh, what do you call it how many years of service they have doesn't matter the old guy together with the newcomer just joined a week ago or so, they all get together and share all the information, right? No one is missed. No one is missed in this. That's another reason why nobody can come late to the office. Nobody can come late because every morning there is a meeting and you can't miss, you can't just miss it. Right, so everybody can come on time and start working on time. This can bring out a lot of productivity in work. Do you agree? Intensive planning and its implementation on schedule. Japanese people are very well known as planning in details. Planning in details, like who does what till when and how much right so intensive planning involves in every single person what to do in stages so once it is approved okay let's go let's start do this right once approval or permission given to that project that plan or project can go implementing on schedule because everybody knows what to do, right? Next is Ho and So. Ho and So is a Japanese word, three words into one, and it's a management style combined with PDCA. PDCA, you may have heard about that, right? PDCA means plan, do, check and act right PDCA. it's a management cycle first you plan and you start doing it and you check how is the result and then action to take right PDCA. horenso is more like a everyday task that you have to report hokoku or ho in short number two is you have to inform your boss about what's happening Rendaku is a Japanese word, and in short, ren. And the third is consulting with the with your boss, whatever the issues that you have. It is in Japanese sodan. In short, so. See, so you can look at the, those blue colors. Ho ren so, right? Hokoku renraku sodan are the Japanese words, but in short, we say ho ren so. Let's do ho ren so. We we say that. Right, meaning reporting to your boss, informing to your boss, and uh, consulting with your boss, for what, whatever the whatever the task you are you're you're engaged, right? TQC. Ah, this is the main topic of discussion today. Total quality control, right? TQC, total quality control, and 5S and Kaizen, those two Japanese keywords as a daily practice by all. Just remember, it's a daily practice by everyone. That is the point. So next is teamwork, rather than standing play by individuals. I can see more of individual play here in India than a teamwork. But when you go to Japan, everybody works in a team. So teamwork is more important than any individual, All right? That's a very clear contrast in between India and Japan. And consensus decision-making is made. Consensus decision-making is always made. And by ringi system. Ringi system is the name of the the system that uh, every single uh, Japanese corporation, private sector or in the government sector, they just follow this ringi system, which I will not go, go uh, more in details at this time because the, our main topic here is uh, 5S and Kaizen and TQC. This is more like a, a management style, consensus decision making using this ringi system. So it's not a one, one-man made decision, it's a collective decision always. That's why Japanese, uh, you know, teams or Japanese governments or Japanese uh, corporations are taking a lot of time to make one decision, right? It's not like, okay, the big boss say, okay, let's do this and that. No, it never happens in Japan. It's always a collective decision. Everybody, all the, you know, concerned managers are involved in making one decision so that they, they own that decision as well so they can feel more responsible for, you know, implementation and performance. Okay. Lifetime employment. Ah, this is here. You can see me. As you heard about my career history, I've been working for one company after graduation from the school, or I mean the college, as long as 37 years till I retired from Sharp Corporation i would say i graduated from sharp corporation after 37 years long so time employment the loyalty of the people working and dedication for the company is huge huge but how it can be possible because of those two things job rotations and progressive promotion system is all set that's why I've been working for many, many jobs within the company. I was assigned to to many different divisions, different uh, uh, tasks, different assignments. You know, every time I do a great job, I got promotion. I got progressive promotion every time I perform well. And then they give me, the company gave me a new challenge, which I took it. And if I took it well, another good promotion given to me, as well as another task, another challenge that is offered by the company. So this is the two systems going together and in hand, job rotations, as well as the progressive promotion system is all set in the Japanese corporations and companies, not at today's level but uh, I mean today it's been kind of different because of my age and my generation experienced a very fast-growing you know society fast-growing economy that's why it was possible not at right moment today yeah there things are changing all the time okay so those are the secrets of Japan's success, right? Those are the elements. And one important factor was, yes, today's topic 5S and Kaizen. What does 5S literally mean? First of all, the first two, Seiri, Seiton, okay? Seiri meaning sorting, Seiton, systematizing, or some other uh, translation maybe, but in Japanese, original words. Seiri and Seiton that are, are the, those two words first two words and they mean those Japanese two words are used in one as Seiri Seiton they combine together normally and next is Seiso meaning shining Seiketsu, sanitization actually sanitization is the original word Seiso and Seiketsu are so cleaning see the cleaning is the meaning of that, those two and the last one is shitsuke. shitsuke, a little bit difficult to pronounce maybe but shitsuke, right? self-discipline. So the original meaning again I tell you uh, seiri-seiton is one combination, seiso and seiketsu another combination and seiri-seiton is organizing things, sorting things, systemizing things and the second part, a uh, uh, couple is say so and seiketsu, meaning cleaning, sanitizing, right? All right. And the last one is the, the driver, shitsuke, because discipline, self discipline is most important driver for the, the rest of the four. Okay. Correct. Now, kaizen. Kaizen is a word, uh, two words into one in Japanese. Kai, right? And zen. Kai means to change. And Zen means better. Okay. Kai Zen means continuous improvement. Continuous improvement. Okay. Now. Let's do another poll. No. This is not a poll. All right. Just a question. What is the real secret of 5s in japan why 5s was so successfully implemented in japan there is a very very important secret behind this and you may not know about this okay i'm not asking you okay but i'm i'm giving you the 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 answer the answer is in all public primary schools in japan public primary schools in japan there is a time slot for cleaning done by all the pupils kids every day by everybody look at them look at them see everybody is involved in cleaning the commonplace at school all right everybody every day 15 15 minutes all right and they enjoy doing it look at them look at them well, they are not feeling forced. They enjoy it, and they also learn how to make a team uh, a teamwork. See, from this young age, they are being trained how to make a team work right. Okay, so that's the real secret behind those five S's, because every, every day they are doing right. I don't say anything about that It's it's your choice right now what does Kaizen literally mean what does Kaizen literally mean as again I told you Kaizen is a change for the better continuous improvement right and you know about TQC TQM right you may have heard about tqc tqm tqc means total quality control tqm total quality management right and here one uh, sentence here i read a management approach of an organization centered on quality based on the participation of all its members this is important and aiming at long-term success through customer satisfaction and benefits to all members of the organization and society See, this is the philosophy of tqc and tqm what is tpm by the way tpm total productive maintenance or total productive management all right so those are the terminologies that uh, may, you may know about, right? Now, there is a book, very, very important book was launched in the last February this year. So this book, Becoming World Class, thank you so much, Lessons from Made in Japan. This book was launched in last February. This was launched by, uh, uh, with the presence of the, His uh, Excellency Ambassador uh, from Japan, okay, Mr. Suzuki becoming world-class lessons from made in Japan okay please put everyone on mute again thank you all right Own Japanese management practices JMPs okay let's remember the word JMP Japanese management practices all right so this book is talking about the Japanese management practices and look at this thickness of the book the thickness of the book it has 470 pages plus all right very thick book, very intensive book. Okay. The book expounds the Japanese manufacturing management model, which enjoys tremendous popularity in India, but has not been yet adopted in its entirety for a variety of socio cultural reasons, such as lack of vision and direction from a long term perspective no collective thinking towards a common goal and deficient business ecosystem due to human resource practices and the silo work culture isn't that interesting but anyway this is my recommendation if you are in the uh, management of a manufacturing company this is a must read book must read book okay i'm promoting this book very heavily because i I got this, it's a really good insights in it, okay? So let me just go through. In the preface of this book, Becoming World Class Lessons from Made in Japan again, right? Japanese management practices, philosophies, or the Japanese model of mass production, convergence from TQM, total quality management, TPM, total productive maintenance, and TPS, the Toyota production system, you may have heard about, it, right? Those are the JMPs, Japanese management practices, have stood the test of time and continue to be recognized and admired as the best practices in over 50 countries and are being followed as effective and efficient management model not only for manufacturing but even for all kinds of businesses for about almost uh, 40 years. So this book will discuss the approach using TPM, right? TPM is here, Total Productive Maintenance as the umbrella to become a world-class company. But this TPM, Total Productive Maintenance or Total Productive Management as well, okay? TQC and TQM is a set of systematic activities based on scientific approach with focus on system, process, and human resources carried out by the entire organization, including manufacturing plans based on a mix of top-downs and bottom-up approaches to effectively and efficiently achieve organization's objectives with respect to profitability and provision of products and services with a level of quality that satisfies customers at the appropriate time and price yes you know the top-downs and bottom-up normally uh, in India a lot of top-down approaches are happening but in Japan bottom-ups are so important you know even a very junior clock can uh, propose any changes or any uh, kaizen you know the, the improvements all right the origin of TPM is credited to uh, Nippon Denso, uh, presently Denso company, uh, you know, they are in India too, uh, from the stable of uh, uh, Toyota, and it is a critical ad- adjunct to the so-called uh, co-called, uh, uh, and this is so-called actually, uh, TPS, right? Toyota Production System. All right, let's continue. TPM is a total productive manage management as well. Okay, total productive maintenance of, or total productive management as well. TPM can be used as a powerful management tool, but it is still viewed as a shop for improvement methodology. This is perhaps because of M in TPM stands for maintenance. Yes, as I said, and because it is implemented from the shop floor first. Yes, in the history, TPM was, you know, meaning total productive maintenance. But now it has become, evolved into total productive management. See, However, in the last 30 years, many firms both in and out Japan have successfully deployed it, TPM, as a business tool. So in 1989, the definition of TPM was changed to total productive management right we tend to ignore the most critical soft elements of jmp's again japanese management practices such as respect for people empowerment and uh, participative management a bottom-up approach group team working free will by all etc which are like building blocks of corporate culture, but they get only lip service in India. This is the question, right? If people are talking about it, but it is not really, really implemented in the shop floor and everywhere, that's the big point here. Another objective of this book is to provide approaches on how to use PPM. Again, this is Total Productive Management as a useful management tool to realize business excellence besides operational excellence on the whole. And the same has been demonstrated through the KMI, KPI, KAI templates for each pillar at each stage of TPM. KMI, you may know KMI, key management indicators all right KPI key performance indicators all right now the question is K uh, a I what is this K a I the meaning uh, stands for all right number one key analytical indicators number two key academic indicators three key activity indicators which one is for k a i the right answer is number three key activity indicators right what to do is that uh, the indicators if you you have done it or not activities are identified and you are following up and how much you have done is the indicators right okay so let's go PMPs, again, Japanese management practices, okay, with focus on TEI, Total Employee Involvement and People Development, are the ideal methodologies for India to follow. This author is telling you what India needs to develop a mass manufacturing model of its own by evaluating the potential and limitations of jmps in india and selectively adapting, creatively modifying and innovatively hybridizing the jmps as well as the new american limb model this is a great great suggestion that he made the also made right because japanese management practices are japanese right made so there are certain cultural background behind it right so you may not be able to adopt everything right or adapt i mean everything that japan has done but you can evaluate the potential and limitations of those jmp's and to implement selectively uh, by selectively adopt adapting some of them Creatively modifying some of them and innovatively hybridizing the JMPs as well as the American Lean system or model. It's a great, great suggestion that he made. Okay. So this book, this becoming world-class lessons from the Made in Japan, this book focuses on explaining the gaps in practicing TPM, total production uh, productive management, in the Indian setting and using it as a business tool and is more of a practical guide to the underlying concepts and principles and cultural aspects that are helpful in creating the system to cover every aspect of business right activities that is what uh, this book is aiming at okay conclusion of the book is saying India needs to do a lot of soul-searching and undertake broad-based social, cultural, institutional, and structural reforms such as revamp education, establish economic and business ecosystem to encourage private investment and alter human resource management policies and practices. Without losing any time to turn the present crisis into an opportunity. So, the author of this book is urging everyone to do these kinds of changes. See, this is also a great, great suggestion he is making. All right. If both the government and the industry can work together within the framework of a property uh, defined making India and redesign the manufacturing model as was done by japan to establish made in japan it can work as uh both at both the industry level as well as the national level see so you can learn something from made in japan what the japan has done but you have to define making India in its own way, and you have to de- redesign it from the Japanese model. Right? Not to adapt everything as Japan has done, but you have to identify the areas of what you can do even better than Japan has done. Right? So establish new economic and business ecosystem is important and revamping education. It's, it's a really important, I think, I agree. Education has to be, you know, also reconsidered in some way or another to encourage the people to do better, right? All right, so this is the end of uh, presentation about uh, the book. Uh, but some of the quotes, uh, I'm sorry, uh, some of the quotes I have made this Mr. Akio Toyota of the Toyota Co- Motor Corporation. You know, the Toyota Motor Company is the number one motor vehicle uh, uh, manufacturer in Japan. Uh, here in India, Maruti Suzuki or Suzuki is more famous, but Toyota is the number one, okay? And uh, Akio Toyota is the uh, CEO of that company, said in a press conference at the end of March 2019. He said, in TPS, Toyota Production System. There is a saying, post-improvement is pre-improvement. In TPS, Toyota Production System, we are constantly changing the way we do things based on the thinking that there is always a better way. Under the banner of re-strengthening TPS, Toyota Production System, and refining costs, we are working to thoroughly eliminate muda, waste, mula, unevenness, and muri, overburden, not only at our production plants, but also at our offices, at our technical workplaces and elsewhere, right? So this is a quote by the president or CEO of Toyota Motor Corporation back in 2019. And he was talking about the three M's here. See? The Muda, Mura, Muri are those three M's. And those are the secrets behind the Fives and Kaizen. If you don't know about those Muda, Muri, Mura, or Muda, Mura, Muri, you don't know about Kaizen. All right? So that's the importance and secrets of this topic today. So Toyota Production System, just uh, one slide I'll show you. The Toyota Production System, TPS, is an integrated socio-technical system developed by Toyota Corporation and comprises its management philosophy and practices. The TPS, Toyota Production System, is a management system that organizes manufacturing and logistics for the automobile manufacturer, including interaction with suppliers and customers. Taiichi Ono and Eiji Toyoda, those two people, Japanese industrial engineers developed the system between 1948 to 1975. Originally called just-in-time production, JIT, you may have heard about JIT, just-in-time, JIT, uh, just-in-time production. It builds on the approach created by the founder of Toyota, Sak- uh, Sakichi Toyota, his son, Kichiro Toyota, and the engineer, Taiichi Ono. Those are the key people behind the history of Toyota Corporation, by the way, Toyota is a brand name, but the family name is Toyota. Just a little difference. The principles underlying the TPS, the Toyota production system, are embodied in that Toyota way, right? Oh, (laughs) it was not just one, sorry. One more slide. The main objectives of the TPS are to design out overburden, moody. Again, there are three M's here and inconsistency Mura and to eliminate waste Muda, right? Those are the three M's. The most significant effects on process value delivery are achieved by designing a process capable of delivering the required results smoothly. By designing out Mura inconsistency, right? it is also cru- crucial to ensure that the process is as flexible as necessary without stress or moody above-body. since this generates muda waste okay those are the three words finally the tactical improvements of waste reduction or the elimination of muda are very valuable there are eight kinds of muda that are addressed in the tps which i will be explaining okay now what do 3m stand for all right here is muda murah and muri again muda is a waste murah is unevenness and muri is Overburden or overloading. Okay? Now, in some other words, muda, it's a, a futility. Futility, uselessness, or wastefulness. So no value addition is made. Muda. Muda is, in some other words, irregularity, inequality, and non uniformity so it's an inconsistency okay now moody the last one muri. unreasonableness excessive work or forced errors made right because of those those excessive work or unreasonableness you know uh, cre- creating forced errors now Here is one more question for you to answer, okay? So the question here is, which one of the three M, all right, which one of the three M here, Muda, Mura, or Muri, which one of them is most critical? Which is most critical do you think out of those three? Muda, Mura, Muri, okay? The answers are number one, Muda. Number two, Mura. Number three, muri. Okay, go ahead. Choose one of them. I will not tell you the answer, all right? Because I'm going to explain more, okay? Now, I would like you to remember those three M's, those Japanese words. It's a very short word, and I think it's not so, so, so difficult for you to pronounce. Muda, Mura, Muri. You know, those are three words starting from mu, mu, mu. Mu means, in Japanese, no, zero, zero, or no, right? There's no existence. No existence meaning mu, mu. Da is the uh, waste. Ra, mu ra, ra, is the inconsistency. And ri is the excessive or overburden. Mu means no, right? Okay, so let's go one more lean manufacturing competitiveness scheme 2013 this was announced by the japanese uh, sorry indian government okay this is indian government announcement Lean manufacturing competitiveness scheme lmcs is a part of national manufacturing competitiveness program nmcp under the ministry of msme and it aims at improving the overall productivity of SNMEs by reduction of wastes with the help of lean manufacturing concepts this scheme was started in 2009 as a pilot project in 200 clusters and based on its success this scheme has been upscaled for 500 more clusters that's nice national productivity council has been associated with this scheme since inception as National Monitoring and Implementation Unit. Till date, 200 MSME clusters have been formed encompassing sectors such as automobile, engineering, white goods, handicrafts, diamond processing, food processing, ready-made garments and textile clusters. Did you know this? Did you know this? There is such a scheme announced by the Indian government since 2009 until today. And this Lean Manufacturing Competitiveness Scheme is talking about these 3Ms, All right, This is made by this. Here, look at this. Look at this here. Lean Manufacturing Competitive Scheme, (LMCS) by the Indian government. It was showing those three M's. What is muda, mura, and muri? Yes, they're talking about it. this long time ago, all right? Let's take a look at this poster, all right? Just I'll show you this poster one by one. muda or waste, right? It says here, any activity that consumes resources without creating value for the customer. Right, And there are seven wastes here. Okay. Now seven wastes are like this. Seven wastes are like this. Number 1, overproduction. Number 2, inventory, over inventory. Number 3, over waiting time, All right? Number 4, over motion. Number 5, over transportation. Number 6, over rework because of the defects number seven over processing those are the seven wastes identified by the indian governments as well all right but there's one more thing that you have to know there's one more thing in addition to those seven wastes, is here it's a very little one you may not be able to read it but it's here i will put it in this way number eight waste is the wasted potential of people and machinery okay those are again the number eight waste the muda now you remember muda is waste okay and there are eight waste all right now number two mura mura unevenness Mura unevenness. And it says here unevenness in an operation. Mura means unevenness, non-uniformity, and irregularity. Mura is the reason for the existence of any of the seven wastes, which is Muda. So it says Mura is the reason for the for the Muda. Okay? Now Mura is the reason for the existence of any of the seven or eight wastes, okay? Now, last one, Muri, Muri, overburden, Muri, okay? Muri, overburden. overburdening equipment or operators, so people or equipment. Muri means overburden beyond one's power, excessiveness, Impossible or unreasonableness Muri can result from Mura. Okay, Muri can result from Mura. Right, so this is important. Muri is also result from Mura. Right now, again, Muda is a waste, no value addition. Mura is inconsistency and muri is the forced errors or excessive work or, or overburden now same question to you again what or which one of the 3m which one of the 3m is most critical number 1 muda number what number 2 mura number 3 muri my answer is number 2 mura because Mura is the reason for Muri, and Mura is the reason for Buddha, right? Right or not? I hope you understand. Mura can cause Muda, Mura also can cause Muri. So if you eliminate Mura, you can eliminate Muda and Muri, right? So m- most critical point is Mura, inconsistency irregularity, inequality. So you have to make the production system consistent everywhere, consistent. Not to make any inconsistency, try to uniform, uniformize, all right? The, the, try to maintain the uniformity and that will create the productivity, efficiency and no muda or no muri, all right? I hope you understand this, all right? So secret for success in manufacturing is to eliminate mura first. If you eliminate mura inconsistency first, then you can automatically eliminate muri or muda. Okay? Now, last point of discussion today. How to implement 5S and Kaizen. This is very very important, right? why because all industry executives like you or qc managers like you like some of you may know well about kaizen and 5s but the true challenge may lie in how to make them those them means kaizen and 5s as a daily and company-wide practices for infinite future without repeated training courses provided to employees i hope you agree See? because people are changing managers are changing right you need to uh, continue training the people about this right okay Kaizen and S can be successfully implemented only when, I say, only when it is they are made as written rules and guidelines of the company and linked with employee appraisal scheme, okay? HR policy is not just the issue for the HR manager, but it is a reflection of the philosophy and the strategy of a company so my conclusion here is commitment by management is the very important key factor right so some of the ideas of how to implement five years i will show for example corporate philosophy quality policy or mission statements you have to include that you can add clear description related to 5S and Kaizen in those number two job descriptions you know when you hire somebody in the job description you also add some description related to 5S and Kaizen because people are supposed to do 5S and Kaizen all the time right number three employee appraisal scheme as I said it has to link some points related to 5s into the criteria you have to add some criteria related to 5s into the appraisal scheme and number four internal competition among employees by team like internal audit team has to be formed and you have to make a competition amongst the people right you create the teams different teams and do the 5s and kaizen competition from time to time and company-wide event has to be done organized monthly cleaning day participated by everyone and kaizen day to make some suggestions by all employees and of course awards and rewards has to be given recognition by the top management special bonus can be given as financial aid and certificates or token and you know best employee of the month for kaizen something like that right okay those are the ideas here is one example of of uh, philosophy of the company this is the sharp corporation all right when I was working for sharp I always remembered these business creed sharp and sharp corporation sharp India limited are dedicated to two principal of the ideals sincerity and creativity sincerity and creativity by committing ourselves to these ideals, we can derive genuine satisfaction from our work while making a meaningful contribution to society. And there are five pillars, okay? In sharp cooperation there are, there are step today, five pillars. Those five pillars are sincerity, is a virtue fundamental to humanity. Always be sincere. Harmony brings strength, Trust each other and work together. Politeness is a merit. Always be cautious and respectful of each other. Number four, creativity, promote, uh, prompt progress. Uh, remain constantly aware of the need to innovate and improve. And last five, courage is the basis of a rewarding life. Accept every challenge with a positive attitude, okay? So those are the five pillars of sharp cooperation. There are five here, five pillars. Which one of those five pillars of sharp cooperation do you think is most important? Number one, sincerity. Number two, harmony. Number three, politeness. Number four, creativity. And number five, courage. Uh, My answer here is harmony. Sincerity is fine. But without harmony, no teamwork will work, okay? No teamwork will be effective. The harmony is actually is the most important words in a society and in a workplace. Remember this, okay? So teamwork, harmony, harmonized teamwork is bringing the best result. always. We cannot depend on individuals we have to work hard together, always trust each other. It says here, harmony brings strength. trust each other and work together. Okay, this is the, the importance for you to remember. And in India, I would say, honestly, there is not much harmony in the workplace, right? There's not much teamwork going on, right? because of too much competition everywhere too much competition within the company as well all right take a look at that okay so another uh, quality policy by sharp i just show you how it was uh, laid out the quality policy of sharp Corporation was like this we aim to achieve customer satisfaction by integrating our business processes and making efforts for continuous improvement in all activities we are dedicated to the use of our innovative technology to contribute to the benefit of, of the people and to earn profit from business. Towards this philosophy and purpose of all businesses, we adopt the policy of total commitment to quality and reliability of our products and services. OK? Those red marks and green uh, you know, colors are highlighted just to show the keywords okay now <clears throat> in our shop malaysia the shop electronics malaysia there was one activity the 5s activities company wide and i just go through quickly this is the dashboard this is the dashboard the physical dashboard highlighting uh, some of the, uh, the activities that they have done see okay? 5 acti- 5s activities in malaysia's case study The Sharp Electronics Malaysia works for five years by all employees, company-wide. Number one, the work desk, how to clean them. Number two, department layout, how to make it organized. Number three, workstations, how to make it clean and organized. Number four, machinery and equipment, maintenance and uh, make it all in a perfect condition to work. Number five, storage rooms, not in a mess, but it, it is very much organized, well organized number six telephone etiquette even a telephone etiquette is it's being you know sought after right those are the dashboards showing what they did right telephone etiquette there are some telephone skills etiquettes are you know trained or all the people right okay so these are the good example of how to implement 5s and kaizen right now what is the excellent quality from my point of view excellent quality comes from the designed quality design must be you know excellent quality by engineers and parts and materials you know those are the uh, uh, providers and uh, your vendors they must follow excellent quality as well and you are manufacturer you have to keep your quality in manufacturing And if you put it out, the product into the market, then you have to get the customer feedback. You have to get the customer feedback. And if you see anything that you have to improve, that is Kaizen, right? After Kaizen is done, you have to put it back to the, the market again and see if the customer is totally satisfied. Unless you see the customer satisfaction, you cannot say it's an excellent quality. Excellent quality comes not not coming from the manufacturer, but coming from the customer, remember that. What is the ultimate goal by doing this 5% Kaizen? Why are we talking about 5% Kaizen all the time? Why, because it is for the sustainable growth with profit, right? to get that sustainable growth with profit, you have to Make customer satisfied. In order to make customer satisfied, you have to do continuous competitiveness, enhanced competitiveness you have to keep. And to do keep that, you have to do continuous innovation. That is a Kaizen. And who does this Kaizen? Actually, human resource development. People are doing it, right? So don't forget the the starting point is the human beings, which is people. Now, what do you need to invest money in sustainable manufacturing? There are five M's, very, very famous five M's are here. Number one, marketing expenses, machinery you have to buy, Manuals, patent, and know-how you you must buy sometimes. Materials you must import or buy. And you have to hire the people, manpower, right? Those are the five M's, very famous, very known to many uh, industrialists and manufacturing sectors. But I would like to add one more thing, one more M to this, which is motivation without motivation nothing will work without motivated people motivated manpower without motivation not a single m here can work effectively and productively okay so there are six m's that you have to invest in Sustainable manufacturing motivation will cost some money. Yes, but you have to invest that All right. now. The Spirit of Kaizen is the book that I found. It's a very small book and uh, it's a very compact book that you can yeah look at this here. I'm just holding the book here. See, it's a very compact book in the very thin book. So you can just read it just to quickly. All right. Just to, for your information. Business cultures love the idea of revolutionary immediate change, but turnaround efforts often fail because radical change sets off our brain's fear response and shuts down our powers to think clearly and creatively. creatively right? A more effective path or approach to change begins with the small steps of Kaizen. These quiet steps bypass our mental alarm system, allowing our creative and intellectual processes to flow without obstruction. So the result is change that is both lasting and powerful, powerful. So I recommend this book to be read by many of you here today. Okay. Swami Vivekananda said once in 1894, Western efficiency and dynamism combined with Indian spiritual values will create the best management system in the world. Very well said, but let's take a look at the realities. Human capital index ranking 2020 by World Bank, right? The ranking 2020 Japan was ranked number three. This is human capital index, okay? The top 10, Singapore, Hong Kong, Japan, Korea, South Korea, uh, Canada, Finland, Macau, Sweden, Ireland, and Netherlands. Now question here. Question comes here. Which rank do you think India is? Number one, among the top 50. Number two, from 51 to 100. Number three, 101 and over India was ranked number 116 right who are the neighbors Vietnam 38 China 45 Burma 56 Malaysia 62 Thailand 63 Sri Lanka 72 Indonesia 96 Philippines 104 Nepal 109 and India is 116 so it's a long way to go right Yes. Yeah. There are certain uh, criteria that they use so you may want to argue with them but uh, it's not a discussion of topical discussion here today just for your difference okay the second one global competitiveness index now by world economic forum report 2019 global competitiveness index 4.0 in this ranking in 2019 japan was number six okay and The top five was like this. Singapore, USA, Hong Kong, Netherlands, and Switzerland. Now again, which rank is India? Number one among the top 50. Number two, 51 to 100. Number three, 101 and over. The answer is number 68. It was 58 in the year 2018, but down from there. So number 68. So the answer, right answer was number two, all right? amongst the 51 200. all right so let's take a look at the neighbors taiwan south korea malaysia china thailand indonesia philippines and vietnam are ahead of india so you have a long way to go but you have to have a quick way you know you have to run to come up with the others all right but let's take a look at a little better than this okay global manufacturing risk index 2020 by kushman uh, and wakefield right amongst 48 countries in the world they have analyzed the risk ranking shows canada number one usa number two singapore number three germany number four and china number five okay those are the least risk countries right manufacturing of course global manufacturing risk index and least risk is canada next is usa singapore number three germany number five four and china was number five And cost ranking, cost ranking in manufacturing. Yeah, look at that. China, number one, Vietnam, number two, India here, number three, and Malaysia, number four, Indonesia. So India has done great job here, right? In the very latest uh, analysis here, this was done last year, 2020. So it's getting better and better. India is getting, you know, growing up. And baseline ranking. The basic ranking, number one is China, number two, USA, number three, India. Why not? Yes. Number four, Czech Republic and number five, Canada. So it's a good sign that I'm showing here, right? But India should go up very fast, quick to come up with those, you know, uh, giants. And India, why not to become the, the global hub in manufacturing? Why not? And my thought is, here's my thought. Japanese teamwork and accountability combined with Indian Jugar concept will create the best manufacturing system in the world. I'm not joking about Jugar, okay? Jugar, I see it positive and negative side. And I can see only positive side of it here. The positive side of Jugar is flexibility, adaptability, accessibility, and so forth, right? To make the suitable uh, solution for any issue. That is Jugar. So I take the Indian Jugar concept is good if combined with Japanese teamwork spirit and accountability, all right? So this is my suggestion and a message for you all here today, the three wise monkeys. You may have heard about them, hear no evil, speak no evil, see no evil. You all know about this, but you do you know those three wise monkeys are very well known to all the Japanese people as well. All the Japanese people, they know about those three wise monkeys. But I do not like them because look at this, look at this carefully. You may not be hearing any evil. You may not be speaking any evil. You may not be seeing any evil, but you may be following and sharing sharing all evils every day. So let's not talk about evils here. Let's not talk about evils here anymore, right? Forget about those three wise monkeys. And in the Rig Veda, the ancient wisdom, Rig Veda says, Ano badra Vishvata." May good thoughts come to us from all directions. See, look at those three monkeys here. Speak out, listen up, and see it all. So let's be the three smart monkeys from today onwards this is my last message for you today thank you very much for your attention let's build a solid partnership for a prosperous future together right india and japan can make the change to the world thank you so much for
0: your attention Thank you, uh, Tomio-san, for a wonderful uh, presentation. In fact, um, uh, I am happy in a way that uh, you could bring in the uh, best practices in uh, Japan. And you have also, since you have understood the culture of uh, India better, uh, you could uh, correlate and bring in uh, the Indian scenario, uh, including the last Rig Veda quote. I am so thankful to you. I would request uh, Mr. Ganabadi Bhatta, your uh, views on uh, the presentation, please. Yeah, thank you very much, sir, uh, for this opportunity. Already I have mentioned uh, in our uh, this one, it's really a wonderful presentation. There is no doubt about it and uh, it is rightly scheduled. And the means of explanation is tremendous, wonderful. And, uh, the goods and bads of uh, Indian culture and Japanese culture is really good. It's a good eye-opener session, sir, no doubt about it. So people should understand all this and uh, we can try to as rightly mentioned, you know, we have some hurdles also for the implementation. So we have to take an opportunity, whatever the best possible and whatever possible, wherever possible, even it can be in home or it can be anywhere. It can be, it can be uh, Try to implement whatever the best possible. So, really it is a wonderful session, so I should, uh, I uh, would like to thank uh, 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 San for this particular session, wonderful session and as well as uh, for the organizers also. Thank you very much, sir. Thank you very much for your comments. Very yeah. to me. Uh, thank you, Ganapati-san. I have one small, uh, uh, to be on the lighter side. In fact, uh, the session has been so very intense. Uh, recently, I saw one news item that uh, Uh, the uh, train uh, pilot, you call it, uh, was uh, penalized for uh, arriving one minute late, it became such a news item uh, that the pilot uh, in his explanation said he wanted to take a toilet break. So uh, you mentioned about the punctuality wherein uh, Japanese uh, are very, very uh, particular about punctuality. My simple question uh, in a lighter vein uh, uh, is that kind of uh, 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 severity, I would call, in punctuality really required if it is not going to really affect the production? Over to you, Tomio san. Sorry, sorry. Uh, Again, please. My question is punctuality. Yes, I respect punctuality. Mm. But uh, I saw the news item recently that uh, the. Bullet train uh, metro uh, pilot was penalized for arriving one minute late, and uh. the explanation given by him was uh, he took a toilet break in between while uh, <laughs> driving the. <laughs> I, I didn't know about that,
1: <laughs> but this was it was see, such a extreme case, extreme yeah. case. But you know, such is the su- such is the punctuality in Japan. That is all what you need to understand. Yeah. Yeah. So, so it
0: is just on the lighter way that uh, my question was: Is that kind of a very severe, uh, stringent uh, punctuality required? If it is yes, not going yes. to affect the right, right, especially plan in, the, in the train systems, especially
1: in the train systems and uh, bus systems, and you know, public transportation has the responsibility to serve to the uh, public people to to make uh, on time arrival, on time, uh, you know. Uh, things so uh, they feel so responsible for you know even one minute punctuality is is there you know a real uh, thing in the in in a daily on a daily life yes that is true
0: thank you thank you so much uh, Tomyasan Prashant uh, sir you are on uh, speaker I think others are able to hear you now.
2: Um, as I was telling uh, it is difficult for me to comment on <laughs> Isokai-san no because he has such a wonderfully covered the entire Japanese management system as we know in India in such a short time, one uh, 90 minutes time, uh, right from right from uh, TPS to Japanese management system to TPM, uh, elements of IS, uh, yes, elements of uh, uh, elements of uh, uh, seven types of waste, even in uh, giving emphasis on eight type of us, It has been a really fantastic session by uh, Isugai-san and I am really consider myself fortunate to have been uh, called by you to uh, listen to him. I mean, it is very rarely we come across uh, a kind of a presentation where the the speaker in such a short time gives such a, such a uh, good knowledge. And he has been also practical because I think he has been in India, he has seen Indian mentality, uh, Uh, He has uh, assessed Indian people correctly, Indian systems correctly. His polls have been very beautifully designed to give us exact assessment of where we are and where we, where we really need to go. And uh, more importantly, I I found that the kind of a philosophy that he has propounded, uh, which I like most. I mean, uh, in a very lighter word, of course, he said, "I am. I appreciate that he knows the word Jugad, which many of the people in South Indian part of it you may not be able to know possibly." But uh, Jugaad is a kind of a Desi, local kaizen done with a very uh, creatively, but at a very low cost and a very clumsy manner. That is called Jugaad. And this Jugaad is... Uh, I appreciate and I believe that Jugaad is an Indian kaizen. And if you give a touch of Japanese uh, culture and Japanese uh, technology or Japanese uh, philosophy to that, we can do wonders. And to that point, san, Isogai-san has really made a very valid point. And all of us in India must really understand that this japanese management system as explained by isogai san we have to we have to follow in our practice wherever we are working in our offices wherever we work in your schools institutes colleges it is a kind of thing which pervades the entire entire spectrum of our life not only necessarily the shop floors because Gimba is where we are working Gimba can be for a lawyer Gimba is a code or of his office for a doctor Gimba is his clinic um, for a chart accountant, Gemba is his, uh, is his uh, office where he is working. For an industrialist, Gemba is a factory. is so and so. No? So uh, for an educationist, uh, Gemba is his classroom or his conference room. So all these places, we must really definitely follow the Japanese management system. And uh, if you follow what Isugai-san has beautifully said in 90 minutes, I'm sure in our respective life, in our respective careers, we can definitely achieve a lot of things. I once again thank uh, Isogai-san and also thank you Mr. Girdan for giving me this opportunity and thank you very much and best of best wishes to all those participants and of course we have Isogai-san readily available for us I suggest we must make maximum use of his uh, expertise his awareness of Indian psychology, Indian people, Indian society very really rarely we get a, a Japanese person like that no, who is totally deeply involved in Indian affairs from that point of view we are really got a very nice kind of a guru for all of us in way of Isogai-san and we must surely make use of it. That's what I that what I feel and I will conclude with that. Thank you Isogai-san as with this in Japan and uh,
0: definitely thank
1: you thank you Prashant-san thank you so much.
0: Uh, thank you Prashant-san in fact uh I have a minute uh, in the Japanese uh, style we will wind up this session exactly at 5pm uh, Thank you so much, uh, all the participants and over to uh, Isago san for his final word uh, before we wind
1: up. It was a wonderful session. Thank you for your participation. And I was really happy to see you all, I think, satisfied with my presentations and got a lot of uh, takeaways for you and some of the challenges that you are now you know, confronting can be sought after with the uh, best solution that you can find with, of course, jugad sometimes, but see what Japan has done. And you can follow some of the uh, some of the good things that we have laid out. So let's meet up some some again in the near future for any other topics for discussion. Thank you. Thank you for this opportunity. Thank you for your participation and looking forward to meeting you again. Thank you.
0: Thank you. Thank you, sir. Thank you very much. Thank you all the participants.